More than two million deaths every year could be prevented by good hygiene and better toilets, latrines or lavatories. This is according to a series of articles just published online by the Public Library of Science about hygiene, sanitation and water supply. The authors describe these as the forgotten foundations of health and I asked one of them, Sandy Cancross, to defend their choice of the word forgotten. We think that the sector, the water supply, sanitation and hygiene sector, has been forgotten to some extent by the health officials and health sector in developing countries. In contrast to the way things were in Britain and many other developed countries, when we were developing our water and sanitation infrastructure. Typically, what sorts of things are going wrong in low- and middle-income countries? One thing is that the sector is being neglected, that central government is decentralising to local government without passing the resources necessary to meet the responsibility. But also, erroneous assumptions are made that governments do water and sanitation and people receive it. So there's often very little consultation or participation by the community. And what is the end result of this neglect? The result is very often wasted investment, money spent on latrines that people don't want or don't know how to use and they get used for other purposes or just abandoned and left to fall in. And what's the impact on human health? pretty serious. The lack of water supply and sanitation accounts for an astonishing amount of disease, particularly diarrheal disease and intestinal worms. But it kills a lot of children, perhaps two, nearly two million a year. Now, the second of your articles in this series in PLOS Medicine is about sanitation. And I noticed you put sanitation before water supply. Why did you do that? Well, sanitation has been rather a neglected sector. Partly because governments, as I was saying, often try and provide it without consulting the consumer as to what they really want. So, for example, in India, you look at the latrines that the subsidized government program builds and compare them with what people build when they're tired of waiting for the subsidy and build their own. They look very different. And anybody in the government program who just stopped to look at what people do by their own efforts would realise that they needed to change their tactics. Is it, in fact, possible to generalise and say what sorts of sanitation measures are the most needed and perhaps the most appropriate in the most number of places? Well, by sanitation, we're talking about excreta disposal, getting rid of human faeces and, and urine. That's the main thing. What's the best way of doing it will depend a lot on local circumstances and will depend on what people want. So uh, the, the core of our argument is that one needs to do market research. So we're doing research but also hopefully developing capacity in developing countries to do that research in the context of operational programs. So you're making a plea for evidence-based action. Yes, I think we are. But we're not only talking about epidemiological evidence, in a way. Much of the case has been made for the health benefits of sanitation, but evidence in terms of how best to promote sanitation and water supply. Now, next in your chapters uh, of this series comes water supply. Uh, what is the problem with water supply in many countries at the moment? Well, there are a number of problems. One is that water supply is a very expensive investment. 
One is climate change is making things difficult in the semi-arid and arid parts of the world as it get as they get drier, and seasonality of water availability becomes worse. But to some extent, there's the same malaise that you get in the sanitation sector. Governments think that communities can't be active participants in providing water supply, and yet. Not everywhere, but in a number of environments, individual households and communities can, and sometimes do, by their own efforts, improve their water supplies. Now, let me come to the final part of your series. You talk about what is to be done. Well, in a nutshell, what are the measures that need to be taken? Well, it makes quite a long list. One is that the health sector can and should get involved in water supply. So one example is just the patrolling or the surveillance of drinking water quality, but in terms of the health benefit, the quality of drinking water has to be seen in terms of the quality of service provided by the water utility, and the health sector has a role to play there. Senior health officials are listened to because of their expertise, and can play a key role in producing evidence, and in arguing the case. Now, having compiled these. Four articles about sanitation and hygiene and water supply.、Uh, what is your brief summary message that you'd like ordinary people to take home? I think the message for ordinary people is there is something you can do. You can build your own latrine. You may need a little help. Even with water supply, it's worth finding out what you can do to help the existing water system work better. To have accountability for its maintenance, or perhaps even to put in something better—tube wells or boreholes, possibly shared by a group of households, or possibly serving individual households. Sandy Cairncross, Professor of Environmental Health at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, he was talking to me about the series of articles he's co-authored in the online publication. Plus Medicine, the Public Library of Science, Medicine. I'm Peter Goodwin, reporting for Audio News.